Welcome, everybody, to the Assuminati podcast, the podcast that explores everyday topics with the assumption that a conspiracy may be at hand. I'm Brandon. I'm Bobby. I'm Matt. Let's do this. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Assuminati podcast. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing really Great. well. Happy to be We're gonna here. Keep... Oh, happy to be here. Good. We're going to keep this a spook and naughty train rolling. So we'd like to thank everybody who listened to last week's episode on the Skin Walker Ranch. That, that was a great episode, a, a great topic to dive into, a little bit of a longer episode, but we hope that we gave you plenty to Google and look up and watch as far as the, the shows that we recommended, the documentaries. Uh, gentlemen, any final thoughts or any, any now that you've had a week to digest what we spoke about, uh, what, what we dove into, any thoughts on, or did you have a chance to check out any more of the, any more of the show? I've been binge watching it. I'm not quite through season three, but I've I've made a fair okay. dent in these seasons. And I just got to say, like, they've shot off rockets how many times? It's just every time they just get a little bit a bigger a rocket. Almost every episode. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, we're going to go shoot off Spoiler. some rockets. But... We, we, why not? We, we don't want to spoil it too bad here. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of rockets. Yeah, a lot of rockets. Um, a lot of new random experts just coming from everywhere. But I'm hoping we get to the bottom of this. And, you know, I don't want to give any, like, drill down stuff, but a lot of spooky stuff going on. Dragon's still crazy. I don't know why his nickname is Dragon, if you guys can figure that out. If anybody knows the backstory of Dragon, I'd love to hear where he got his nickname. I would love to, too. I don't know where that came from, but I we sure have fun with it, don't, don't we? We, uh... <laughs> It probably was sure like, makes us feel better about ourselves. I think is it Pete's Dragon? Is that that song or storybook? Yeah, yeah Pete's Dragon. That yeah. was a fun. That was a fun story growing that, up. Yeah. That's the kind of dragon I view. Puff the magic dragon. dragon. Yeah, puff, oh, puff okay. the magic dragon. Okay. There we go. Puff the dragon. Okay, that's a different story. And speaking of puff. <laughs> I'd like to introduce you one more time. I liked how that went last week. Matt and Bobby react to the news. You guys ready for this? Yay! For, for this week's yeah. headline, what have you got yes. for us this week? Bring All it. right. So this last over the summer, uh, there was kind of an extreme heat wave, wildfire season in the Mediterranean area. So we're talking Europe, kind of south southeastern Europe. And uh, then some extreme flooding hit. It, it caused some havoc here, especially in Greece. So Greece lightning. No, that's not. We're talking about the country Greece of Greece. Lightning. Greece oh, okay. lightning. Oh. So this herd, this this sheep herder, this farmer. Shepherd. Of, of, of sorts. A shepherd, if you will. But he's also the, the owner and purveyor of this land. Had this, this large herd of sheep who needed something to eat. And they, they were they were kind of starving. And so the headline reads, Herd of Sheep Eats 100 Kilograms Worth of Blank in Greece After Storm Daniel Floods. So they had this extreme flooding, and they, they ate a big old pile of what? Human excrement. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Sewage. Raw sewage. 
That's what so I. So you're think. sticking. You're sticking with last week's headline. <laughs> Was that last week's? week's? <laughs> well, we we talked about giraffe feces yeah, last that's true. week. If you remember, that's yeah. I'm sticking it. with it. I'm going with it. I don't okay. know. I don't Bobby, think they were guesses? eating feces. So this is a fill in the blank thing. Um, I don't know. Olives. Herd of sheep eats a big old pile of olives. It, it's a hundred kilograms or two hundred and twenty pounds. So it's me. It's a pile the size of me in Greece after a vol- the lack of food. So they were well, hungry. Well, what did they, they pile up in Greece? On. Did you? Like, well, this farmer is, of... let's just say this, this farmer is, this farmer is diverse. So he's got sheep. He's got crop. Hmm. He's got Probably a little bit of farm the marijuana. He... Do they grow marijuana? In, okay. Yep. In yep. Greece? That's got to be it. I'm changing my vote. It's going to be Mary oh, Jane. Okay. Okay. So Gosh, a herd of sheep, a herd of sheep struggling to find fresh grass for food due to the extreme flooding started behaving strangely after eating oh, large man. parts of the farmer's cannabis crop, according yeah, to reports. He was That's expensive. I don't, and here's the far, here's a quote from the, the owner. Uh, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both, I bet. He lost. All right. How did he lost a lot of production across react? the board? And yeah. Oh, the sheep were no longer productive. Yeah, the sheep were sadly. <laughs> what? It, what were they supposed to be doing before that they were less productive in? Yeah, they were just they were looking for food. They were roaming the fields. They got into the wrong field, into the wrong area, and Jeez. and didn't that make went, them hungrier? <laughs> I think it made them high. <laughs> and they had um, the munchies. Yeah, munchies. I bet they got the munchies. <laughs> guaranteed oh man i thought that was a great Ouch. great headline that that happened just a few yeah, weeks ago so man that's terrible yeah they broke into a greenhouse it appears so uh well it, you know the farmer uh, should have thought that one through and figured out like i probably need to feed them and not make them stand outside of a glass house full of green things because <laughs> it's probably not hard for the even a herd yep. of sheep to break through some glass walls to get to you know the green things you know what that reminds me of there was a story that this reporter was doing on burning you know burning uh this big giant pile of drugs and it's it's been youtube famous for years but he's standing in front of this burning pile of of weed and everything else or whatever. Well, he starts to get really high from the fumes. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just starts laughing uncontrollably. Every time he tries to start his report, he just starts laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> and so it's no. super funny video out there that's since gone viral, but it's really oh, funny. Shoot. You know, that's kind of what that reminds me of. Okay, well, that was Matt and Bobby react to the news. We got that off of Sky News this time. We went international over the pond and... uh this time into Greece. I don't know. Sky News is British, but but I don't know what a Greek accent sounds like, so I'm not going to try it. We've got listeners in Greece. I don't want to offend you, so you, you, that's okay. Just give it a try. They won't be offended. I I, I would revert back to probably a, a dirty American accent version, like <laughs> my big fat Greek wedding type. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think the third one's out now. But speaking of which, oh yeah, it's coming up all Greek today. 
It's all Greek to me. Well, let's move on to the topic that we are going to discuss. Again, we're in the uh, Spookinati season. This time we're taking it east. We're taking it to the east coast, specifically in the land of Bobby for this next series of stories. It's going to be several of them that, that we'll focus on here. We are going to visit some of the ghost stories and some of the legends of the Carolinas, the, the mid-east coast of the United States, where there's a lot more history and, uh, and the nation's a little bit older when it comes to, to how long things have been around. And maybe the, the age of ghosts that we're dealing with here is a little bit older. But uh, where should we start, gentlemen? What, what, what ghost story would you like to start with? All right. Well, since moving to the East Coast and coming from, you know, Utah, where we talked about a lot of folklore and ghost stories, I really wasn't sure what to expect on the East Coast. And I needed to figure out, like, what should I be afraid of? So I did some searching to find out, you know, what ghost stories are around me? You know, what's out there? And there's a few I came up with. So one that, that's fairly local around here is the Spring Hill House. Um, it's a house that's located on the campus of North Carolina State University. And it just so happens it's the largest marked grave in Wake County. And it is believed that it is haunted by the ghost of a woman named Mary. And I don't know about you guys, but like how many ghost stories have you guys heard about people named Mary? Every other. Yeah, it seems like there's a bunch of them. Mary. <laughs> It's too bad. So no offense to the Marys out there, but yeah. your name, I guess that means you're just going to haunt people forever. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think it's foretold yeah. that Mary is just super creepy, and almost every ghost story I know involves some lady named Mary. But um, Mary was an enslaved person, and she was murdered by her owner in the 1800s. And it is said that her ghost um, wanders the grounds of the Spring Hill house, and she is moaning and wailing. So the Spring Hill house, it was built in the early 1800s by Theophilus Hunter. He was a wealthy planter, um, a.k.a. plantation owner, a.k.a. slave owner. Mm -hmm. Um, The house, it was used as a hospital during the Civil War, and it said that many soldiers had died there. After the war, the house was passed down through Hunter's family until it was donated to North Carolina State University in the 1970s. The legend of Mary's ghost is said to have originated in the early 1900s when a group of students from North Carolina State University, um, they decided to spend the night at Spring Hill House. I'm sure this was a dare in probably some frat house or sorority. Um, But They claim when they were spending the night there to have heard strange noises and they saw strange lights. Um, One of the students even claimed to have been touched by a ghostly hand. Over the years, there have been many reports of paranormal activity at the Spring Hill House and visitors have claimed to see strange shadows. They hear voices, they feel cold chills, and some people have even claimed to have seen the ghost of Mary herself. So, sounds a little bit creepy to me. Yikes. I wouldn't want to stay there. You know, somebody at the North Carolina State University had to turn it into a bed and breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, there'd be enough people that would want to stay there. Yeah, there is a demand for that type of tourism. Uh, That would be interesting. 
Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm going to go, you know, pay attention to it, maybe drive by, maybe during the daylight first. We'll see how scared <laughs> I want to get. All right. Um, some pictures. Yeah, I'll send you pictures. Unless you guys want to come visit me, we can go like ghost touring together like when we went to see Emo's grave. Let's do it. That was fun. Everybody check out that episode once again. The Salt Lake City Cemetery, Emo's grave. We could totally do another live story and maybe maybe uh, entice Mary to come and play. Ooh. Do you really want to do that, though? No. Nope. Do you really want to entice the spirit to... <laughs> I do not. Nope. Yeah, I'm, yep, you, I'm called, you really... called me out, and I... Yep, I buckled. You're right. I don't want to do that. Into no. that either, so... <laughs> There's been several living Marys that scare the living crap out of me. I can't imagine about a dead Mary ghost creeping me out. <laughs> a Mary Good that point. can go through walls and haunt my dreams? Yeah, let's pass. I'll pass. Uh, yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, for our next ghost story, out of the Carolinas. So, do you guys like ice cream? Oh, love. I used to. Well, I like ice tell, cream. I love ice cream. Um, so, there's a place called the Pine State Creamery, and it is a popular mm. ice cream shop in Raleigh, North Carolina. And now, however, the shop has a dark history. In the early 1900s, the building was used as a morgue. It is said that the ghosts of the dead still linger at the creamery. Visitors have reported seeing strange shadows, hearing voices, and feeling cold chills. That might just be from the ice cream, but either way, they feel cold chills. (laughs) Now, the Pine State Creamery building was built in 1928. It was originally used as a dairy processing plant, but it was later converted into an ice cream shop. Um, The creamery was a popular spot for locals and tourists alike, but it closed its doors in the 1990s. Now, the morgue. So in the early 1900s, the basement of the Pine State Creamery building was used as a morgue. The bodies of the dead were stored in the morgue until they could be buried. So the Pine State Creamery is said to be haunted by the ghosts of the people who had died there. Now, plot hole, do people typically die before or after they go to the morgue? Well, (laughs) I'd say most. Yeah, I'd say most die prior to their visit (laughs) typically one would think they die before you get to the morgue but in monty python you know i'm not dead yet you know maybe there was some of that going on i don't know bring out your dead um but visitors have reported seeing strange shadows hearing voices like i said feeling those cold chills and some people have claimed to have seen ghosts of the embalmers who worked in the morgue So, in 2013, the Pine State Creamery reopened as an ice cream shop. The owners of the shop have said that they're not afraid of the ghosts. um, And that they believe that... They ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, and they just believe it adds to the charm of the place. Um, I found some reviews on Yelp. Um, You know, I've been to the Pine State Creamery a few times. I've always had a good experience. The ice cream is delicious and the staff is really friendly. I haven't experienced anything paranormal there myself, but I know a lot of people who have. Blah, 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 blah. And then they go <laughs> on to talk about how their friend's sister once saw a figure standing in the corner of the shop. Another friend said they heard a whisper. Um, but they are really glad they had a visit. So, what better place than an ice cream shop to double as a morgue, though? Because have you guys ever been on a cruise ship? No. Nope. 
No? Are you about to make me not want to? Well, I've been on a few cruises, <laughs> and I'm just going to give you a little tip. If throughout the cruise they have a big free ice cream day, Which it typically means there's been that. enough people who have died on that trip that they had to expand the morgue into the freezers, and they need to empty out some ice cream. And so if oh. there's, like, free ice cream for everyone, you know the morgue is overflowing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They had to make room oh in the freezer. Gosh. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Travel that's what it means. Travel tips by Bobby. Oh, man. Sounds like a rocky road. Yeah, uh, you got so. straight to the pint on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, so the Pine State Creamy, I haven't tried it out, but I do love ice cream. So this is going on my must list of places to eat ice cream. That's a, yeah. you really licked to that story, man. Yeah, you, you got you got the scoop on that one. The whole <laughs> scoop. <laughs> all right, all right. So we've talked about ice cream, and we talked about a lady named Mary. Now let's talk about an angel. So at the Oakwood Cemetery, there is a statue of an angel, and so the Oakwood Cemetery. It's a historic cemetery. It's in Raleigh, North Carolina. You could go stop by after you get your ice cream. And it is the final resting place of many of the notable people from North Carolina. This includes governors, senators, war heroes. The cemetery is also said to be haunted by the ghost of a young girl named Mary. Mary is back again. Mary's I don't know if back. it's the same Mary, but it's same a Mary. One? I don't know it's if it's be. the same one. No, I don't think it can be like because Mary. the other Mary, I think, was buried at the um the spring hill house um but mary died in the early 1900s and her grave is marked by the statue of an angel nice right well visitors Mm -hmm. to the cemetery report that they have seen the angel statue move and spin on its own talk about creepy so the Hmm. statue is located at the grave of etta rebecca white ratcliffe and she died in 1918 at the age of 38. The statue was commissioned by her husband, William E. Ratcliffe, and it is said to be a likeness of Etta. Now, the legend of the spinning angel began in the early 1900s when visitors to the cemetery began reporting seeing the angel statue move and spin on its own. Some people have even claimed to have seen the angel statue follow them with its eyes, and I don't know about you, but I might wet myself and run out of the cemetery if I saw that. <laughs> but there's a lot of different okay. versions of this legend of the spinning angel. Some people say that the angel is haunted by the ghost of Etta, who cannot find peace in the afterlife. Others say that the angel is a guardian angel who is watching over the cemetery. Either way, the spinning angel is one of the most popular attractions at Oakwood Cemetery. Many visitors have come to the cemetery just to see the angel statue and try to catch it moving. So what do you guys think? I think the only thing spinning is these people's stories. Spinning web. Okay, okay. No angel I don't know. It seems... I don't know. I I just (laughs) may stop by and see if I can see this angel spin, but... I think Maybe you need to they check it out. And if you if you can make it spin, then I'll believe it. If Uncle Bobby can make it spin, I'm a believer. Hmm. Nice. I, I don't know if I can make I'll it spin, it. but maybe I'll be spinning <laughs> on my way out of there. <laughs> maybe. All right. Well, I got another one for you. 
So North Carolina is all, right, all about their colleges. We're in a roll. So the state college smokestack. So this is also on the campus of North Carolina State University. The smokestack was built in the early 1900s, and it was designed to provide heat to the campus buildings. Um, however, the smokestack is also said to be haunted by the ghost of a student who fell to his death from the top of the stack many years ago. Visitors to the campus have reported seeing the ghost of a student hanging suspended in the air above the smokestack. Jeez. So the State College smokestack is a 130-foot tall brick smokestack that was built in 1925. It was originally used to provide heat to the campus buildings, but it is no longer in use. The legend of the haunted smokestack began in the early 1900s, and we talked about how a student fell to their death. But some people say that a student was trying to commit suicide, while others say that he was drunk and accidentally fell. Could go that either way. More likely, it, it was up it's for a, a dare, right? Like he was yeah. being initiated into some fraternity, probably. The um, skulls. No, I'm just kidding. Really wanted to be a member, wanted to be included, right? And you know, it backed out or backfired on him, but. Mm. Visitors to the campus, they've reported seeing the ghost of the student hanging suspended in the air. Um, some people claim to hear the ghost screaming. Now, the State College Smokestack, it is one of the most popular ghost stories on the campus of North Carolina State University. Many students come to the smokestack at night to try and catch a glimpse of the ghost. So, do you guys think this is true? Have any basis in fact or just something that other students use to scare the freshmen? I think they're just blowing smoke. Ah, right. Cha-ting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, from what I read about this place, it it could have basis in, in some truth here. It, I mean, can you see a student attempting to climb that thing? If totally. you look at pictures of it, it especially if you had a few uh, beverages in your belly, so to speak, I, I, I could totally see students attempting to scale a famous tower like that. Good story, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. All right. I mean, kind of sad, but, you know. Good. Well, here comes another one, if you're not too scared yet. So, Gim Ghoul castle i hope i pronounced that correctly <laughs> but gimgul castle is a mysterious castle located in chapel hill north carolina the castle is said to have been built in the early 1900s by a wealthy eccentric however the castle was never completed and it has been abandoned for many years gimgul castle is said to be haunted by the ghosts of the people who worked on its construction Visitors to the castle have reported seeing strange lights, hearing voices, and feeling cold chills. So the history, um, it was built in the early 1920s um, by the Order of the Gimgol, which was a secret society composed of male students at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. The castle is said to have taken several years to build at a cost of over $50,000. That sounds like a great price for a home nowadays, but yeah, that I'm sure, sure it was more sure expensive does. back then. 
Um, artisans from France were hired to painstakingly cut the 1,300 tons of stones used to construct it. Gimgul Castle is a large stone building constructed in the style of a medieval castle or fort. It's situated on Point Prospect in Battle Park, and it offers stunning views of the surrounding countryside. The castle has four stories and over 50 rooms, including a great hall, a library, a dining room, and a dungeon. Whoa. Or dragon. Or dragon. Or dragon. Rawr. Rawr. Hmm. Um, I'm, look, I'm looking at pictures of this thing. That Wow. Yeah, it, it looks it, scary. It looks scary, and I didn't oh, know damn. it was that big. That, that's that's really interesting. They, they built it, something that massive. Yeah, it's a big thing. So um, so let's talk about the Order of Gimgul. So the Order of Gimgul, it's a secret society that was founded in 1889, and it was by a group of students at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. The Order's membership is limited to only male students. They are not very inclusive, or at least back then and its purpose is to promote fellowship camaraderie and scholarship the order's motto is in gimgul we trust that feels a little creepy yeah that (laughs) well i'm just reading this story of peter dromgul have you seen that i have not so let me just read this this is on this is on the UNC's uh, website unc.edu. Then they're explaining the kind of the legend of the Gimgul Castle. All right, it says it says this, and I'll quote it. One legend has it that the body of an 18 year old man named Peter Dromgul was buried in a shallow grave in 1833. Peter was madly in love with a young woman from Chapel Hill known simply as Miss Fanny, probably Mary. That was probably her first name. It doesn't oh, say that. Totally. I'm just saying. But he was not the only one enticed by the charms of this young lady. She had caught the eye of another. It is said that the two suitors decided to settle the matter with a pistol duel. And as the story goes, the duel did not go well for Peter Dromgul. He was killed upon the very rock that today is allegedly still stained with his blood. And it is said that his companions left him here, dragging the rock on top of him in an attempt to cover up the occurrence. Wow. Well, I think pistol duels generally don't turn out well for at least one participant. Yeah, it's a 50%, uh, you know. It's like the flip of a coin. Death rate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you would like to visit it, just keep in mind, it is on private property. It is not open to the public. Um, However, you can drive by the castle and you can see it from the outside. Hmm. I've got some people I've met who are like alumni of some of these these prestigious um, educational institutions, and I will have to see if they know more about some of these. Nice. All right, so let's yeah, talk about seems... another cemetery. Okay. So the Cablands Cemetery. So the Cave Lands is an abandoned cemetery. It's located in the woods in Durham, North Carolina, which is very close to Raleigh, part of the overall Triangle area. And it is the final resting place of many members of the Cave family. And they were prominent landowners and merchants in the Durham area during the 19th century. The cemetery was abandoned in the early 20th century, and it has fallen into disrepair in recent years. 
Many of the headstones have been vandalized or toppled over, and the cemetery is overgrown with weeds and vines. But Cablin Cemetery is said to be haunted by the ghosts of the people who are buried there. Visitors to the cemetery have reported seeing strange lights, hearing voices, and feeling cold chills. I feel like that's a recurring theme with some of these scary places. Oh, for sure. But some people have even claimed to see the ghosts of the Cabe family members walking through the cemetery. There are many different theories about why Cablin Cemetery is haunted. Some people believe that it's because the cemetery was abandoned and neglected. Others believe it is because the Cabe family members were cursed. I'm not sure what to believe, but this really makes me think that, you know, we better keep up on cemetery maintenance to prevent being haunted. So, you know. I was just going to say, have you ever been to an abandoned cemetery? They're creepy. They are creepy. They're creepy. All of them. I've never been to one that's not. (laughs) This one looks looks creepy, though. I'm looking at pictures of it, and I'm looking at comments of people who have recently been there and performed ghost hunts, ghost Mm -hmm. sessions, uh, electronic voice recordings, and yeah, they're, they're reporting voices, they're reporting vandalism that may have made some of these ghosts mad. Uh, that's an interesting one, Bobby. Cave land. Yeah, so if you're just out in the woods and you happen to near Durham and you stumble across this cemetery, um, let us know what you think of it. I don't know that I'm going to seek this one out on my own because I don't particularly like you know, well-kept cemeteries, much less um, not well-maintained ones. But can so you that's guess a what the name, cemetery. Can you guess? Can you guess what the the matriarch? Oh, let's see here. Mary. Yeah, it has to the be Mary. Oldest, the oldest daughter buried in that cemetery is named Mary. So we got another, got another Mary here. This may be like a public service announcement to mothers and fathers. Don't name your babies Mary. <laughs> they may show up in a ghost story someday. Well, it was it was the most popular female name for centuries. So that, that's going to be tough. That's why there's bloody Marys and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's very hail Mary, Catholic, Catholic and and biblical in nature. I, I can definitely see that being popular. Um. Cool. All right, well, yeah, let's that, talk about another cool. one. All right. So the Mordecai house, which I don't think I'm pronouncing it right because I watched a video about this one, and I think they pronounce it Mordecai. But in my mind, it's Mordecai. So if I say it that way, forgive me for mispronouncing if that's wrong. Um, but the Mordecai house is a historic house that's also located in Raleigh, North Carolina. This house was built in the early 1800s. It is said to be haunted by the ghost of a woman named Margaret Mordecai. Margaret was the wife of the house's original owner, and she died in the house in the early 1800s. Her ghost is said to appear on the balcony of the house at night. So this house is a National Historic Landmark located um, on Mimosa Street. It is the oldest residence in Raleigh that's still on its original foundation. Now, here is some conflicting information that maybe is right or wrong, but this says that the house was built in 1785 by Joel Lane. Um, So maybe when I said earlier it was built in the early 1800s, maybe that was a stretch. Maybe it was the late 1700s. Yeah, Um, that's what I'm seeing too. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe bleep out my errors or 
Leave them in. I don't care. Um, but the house was built in 1785 by Joel Lane, um, who was a prominent merchant and a planter. In 1799, Lane's daughter Margaret married Moses Mordecai, a Jewish merchant from Philadelphia. Go Eagles. The Mordecais lived in the house until 1870 when Margaret died. She lived for a long time. Wow. Yeah, apparently. That I don't know. What's the math on that? Um, she got married in 1799. She died in 1870. Either way, she was old as old. Um, <laughs> but the house remained in the Mordecai family for five generations in 1964, the house was donated to the city of Raleigh, and it was open to the public as a museum in 1971. So I may have to go check this one out. Um, but the Mordecai house is said to be haunted by the ghost of Margaret Mordecai. Visitors have reported seeing her ghost on the balcony of the house at night. Others have reported hearing her footsteps in the hallway or her voice whispering. And is there anything creepier than someone whispering in your ear? Like, I think it's no, creepy. No. Matt Matt does it to me all the time, and I keep <laughs> telling him that's... <laughs> yeah, like sneaks up yeah, behind you and just whispers, far. like, that'll make you jump. Too far. A little too much. Hey, one of much. the spirits I'm just reading uh, <laughs> that inhabits the house is said to be the spirit of, guess who? Mary. 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 Willis Mordecai Turk, who lived from 1858 to 1937. Looks like a descendant of, of Margaret. Yep. Yeah. It's a descendant. Wow. She appears sporadically as an apparition in gray 19th century dress. Well, was it gray because uh, she it was be all black and white hurt. then? So <laughs> yes. maybe it was really well, a she colorful dress. She can be heard playing the piano. That's she the plays the piano. Palette. How creepy is that? That would be creepy. Yeah. Well, it depends on what song she's playing. If it's something upbeat and happy, That's maybe true. it's not so creepy. I'm it's guessing a, it's probably not. It's a hit from the late 1800s, so I don't know. <laughs> so way upbeat. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, Yeah. so in 2013, yeah, wow. um, there was a team of paranormal investigators from the TV show Ghost Hunters that investigated this house. And this team claimed to have captured evidence of paranormal activity, including um, electronic voice phenomena and emf readings so i'm not but sure how much that's the same those, team but... that's the same team that confused the house with the birthplace of president andrew johnson <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm maybe they it. didn't really know what was going on you want to talk about and a, they a, all came down with food poisoning <laughs> well who was cooking for him mary i don't mary. know it's just kind of mary. funny it it's was a good looking uh, house. It's a good looking house. Yeah. It yeah, actually looks kind of creepy to me. It does. Yeah, it's it's not going to lie. Yeah, people it have reported the, uh, um going on the tour and feeling a little bit creeped out. Maybe that's from the lore around it. Maybe it was actually what was going on in the house. Maybe the fact that old houses are just old and they creak when you step around um but anyways, there was a person that reported um that that they will never go back. So um, add that to your vacation plans. You got you to gotta go, Bobby. You got to tell us how it goes. Yeah, tell I might take a is. lunch break and cruise over there tomorrow. Do it. All right, let's talk about the devil's tramping ground. So we've heard that the devil once went down to Georgia. Um, 
But it appears he spent some time in North Carolina. So the Devil's Tramping Ground is a 40-foot diameter, perfectly circular patch of bare earth. It's located in a pine forest in Chatham County, North Carolina, which is not far from here at all. Um, But the legend of the Devil's Tramping Ground dates back to the 1800s, and it is said that the Devil himself comes to the circle at night to stomp on the ground and curse anyone who dares to step on it. What a challenge. There are many different stories about what happens to people who step on the Devil's Tramping Ground. Some people say that they will be cursed with bad luck for the rest of their lives. Others say that they will be possessed by the Devil. Still others say that they will simply disappear without a trace. So despite the warnings, people have been known to step on the Devil's Tramping Ground over the years, those rebels. Some people have done it out of curiosity, while others have done it to test the legend. However, no one has ever reported experiencing any negative consequences after stepping on the circle. Could it be that they disappeared without a trace? We will never know. Um, So anyways, if you're ever in Chatham County, North Carolina, you can visit the Devil's Tramping Ground yourself. It's located about 10 miles um, south of Siler City on State Road 1100. Um, the Devil's Tramping Ground Road, however, um, be careful not to step on the circle. I think we should go try it. I don't know. Do you really want to Just tempt fate like it. that? It might be fun to run around the circle. I don't know if I want to get on in, the circle. It looks interesting. I, it, it really is kind of bizarre. <laughs> And then locals, of mm. course, mess with it. Um, they've attempted to take some of the unique grass that grows around it into other areas of North Carolina unsuccessfully. So it's it's got mm. yeah, it's got some legend to it. Um, yeah, everything I from Native American it. Native American ceremonial dance area or something to do with the lost colony of Roanoke Island. Man, there's a lot of a lot of lore. Yeah, let's just go take a lap, guys. Should we just jump into the circle and take a chance? I see yeah. we do. And right. document it. Then we'll be the first people that have actually documented it and we're still around. <laughs> well, Unless I'm we gonna bring my without guitar. a trace. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bring my guitar and see if he'll tune it and yeah. make me a, the next round of talking about. No, that's see, that's do. what you got to do. You just got to make a deal with him. Now, not that mm. I think you should, but okay. Um, okay. maybe that's where his dealing is done. Or maybe it's here down in Georgia. Assuminati, I don't know. Here at the Assuminati Podcast, we do not encourage deals with Satan or the devil. <laughs> and uh, No. We well, not. some of us don't. <laughs> some of us well, do. I think the one ma- of us the majority, already did make a deal. <laughs> the majority of the hosts of this podcast do not endorse Two-thirds. deals with the devil. Yeah. Two-thirds. <laughs> Two-thirds of the hosts. All right. Let's I'll play devil's about- advocate. My last story from North Carolina for tonight. Um, Bring it home. But if you're ever out near the outer banks of North Carolina, which is quite a popular vacation destination. Beautiful. But the Ship of Fire. So the Ship of Fire is a legendary ghost ship. It is said to set sail on the coast of North Carolina. The ship is said to be crewed by the ghosts of pirates who died at sea. Glad somebody's going to employ them. But the ship is said to be a bad omen, and anyone who sees it is said to be cursed. 
There are many different stories about the Ship of Fire. Some people say that it is the ghost of a pirate ship that was sunk by a storm off the coast of North Carolina. Others say that it is the ghost of a ship that was cursed by a witch. A witch! A witch! Um, Still, others say that it is a portal to another world. Um, the ship of fire is said to be a very large ship with black cells and a fiery glow. It's said to appear on foggy nights and is said to be able to move through the waters at incredible speeds. There have been many reports of people seeing the ship of fire over the years. Some people have seen it from the shore while others have seen it while sailing at sea. Some people have even claimed to have been chased by the ship. Now, there is no scientific evidence of support for the existence of the Ship of Fire. However, the legend of the ship continues to fascinate and intrigue people to this day. So if ever you're on the coast of North Carolina at night, be careful for what you see. You might just see the Ship of Fire. And if you do, you are said to be cursed. Yikes. Looks like the night of the new moon each September, specifically. So that, ooh, I'll plan a trip out there in September. How about it? So that's Let's Ghost see. Stories of North Carolina. There's some creepy stuff. There was a lot of stuff I came across that I didn't put on my list of ones to talk about. Um, these were all ones that are fairly close to, to where I live, so I want to go check them out. But lots of history in North Carolina around bridges, castles, um spooky woods so all kinds of things to investigate so if you're into the paranormal this might be a fun place to come visit spooky. seems like it Ooh, spooky spooky yeah very good bobby hey well you've got a list to catch up on there bobby you got a to-do list and we're gonna do a follow-up episode see what you thought of all of those places so good luck yeah, do you think these are family friendly? Like, should I take my kids with me? Yeah, got just for like a little I outing. Think, I think some of them are. Why not? Kids need to experience life. Just get them hey, out there and do it. If they're not scared, I mean, I used to love ghost stories around the campfire. So why would my kids not enjoy going to an actual haunted house? Yeah, I'm there's with you. Always, on that. there's always therapy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Online. Just ask Brandon. Even. Just do it. Just kidding. <laughs> Just ask me. <laughs> uh, the most normal of us. Just yeah, ask Brandon. I don't know what a therapist would do with this brain, but uh, <laughs> no, um, I don't think I'd be allowed in therapy. The things that are in my <laughs> I think head. I'd get kicked right out. Yeah. They'd be like, I They'd can't take help one you. look at me and be like, Yeah, no. See ya. See ya, son. Politely decline your patient. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> well, great. Great stories, great list. Uh, that's quite a bit. I plan on following up on a few of those with the old Google machine. They look really cool. Really, really fun reads. What a great list of ghost stories and, and, and monuments and houses and graveyards to, to visit in the North Carolina and a little bit of Virginia area. Thanks for putting that list together. Once again, we look forward to hearing back from Bobby as he visits every one of the sites that he mentioned. So congrats on that. You've got homework, Bobby. Yep, we got a few day and night trips coming up. That would be fun. Let's just camp I'm ready. next to everyone. Let's hop on a plane. Things. All right, let's go. Okay. Well, on that note, 
we'll invite everybody else to come with us. We're just going to do a pilgrimage to the Carolinas and just try and see how many merry ghosts we can we can encounter. We'll just try and collect them all. Mm-hmm. But once again, we thank everybody for joining us for another a spookinati episode. That was fun. That was spooky. I felt it. Not that sure if I'll be able to sleep. Ooh, it was a scream. I scream, you scream. Yeah, I'm still scream. thinking I'm still thinking of more guys scream. I th- I think we need to do something with that. But uh on that note, gentlemen, you guys have yourself a nice night. We'll talk to you soon. You too. You too. See you next time. Thanks everybody Bye. for listening. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Assuminati Podcast. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Be sure to hit that like button. We recommend subscribing with notifications so you don't miss an episode. And be sure, of course, to share with your friends. We'd also love to interact with you on social media as we post and prepare for our weekly episodes. Until next time on the Assuminati Podcast. To toss it fire. handled one but I saw something really funny this old lady made invitations to her funeral and there were little Ouija boards on them <laughs> <laughs> to her funeral yeah um, so she made nice. them before she died obviously um, <laughs> but she made invitations for people to come to her funeral and they were little Ouija boards and it said something to the fact of, like, hope to see you again soon. <laughs> yeah. Talk to you later. <laughs> talk, well, have talk. you seen, have you guys seen the one of that guy in, like, I think Scotland or Ireland or something or whatever that had his family member help him out? But when he, when he died, he had put a, he'd put a, a speaker in his coffin. Yeah. Oh, no. He had pre-recorded. Yeah, and so he pre-recorded all this stuff and it was like banging on the coffin, you know? He's like, hey, let me out of here. I'm still I'm still here. I'm still awake. But let me out. What am I doing in here? And it was humorous. I, yeah, I can't it remember. Was, it was meant to be funny. Yeah, yeah. Right? But okay. his family members there like pushing the re- pushing the play button on this thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's funny. That's something I would totally do. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why nobody's gonna come to my funeral. <laughs> I guess I'll be there. I'll be pulling crap. Nothing can keep me away. We'll do an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll, it's not. We'll too do soon. an episode over your casket. Yeah. yeah.